0: Good evening, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Bedtime with Abina. For tonight, I am going to be opening up my diary. I'm going to let you guys in so you guys can get to know the true Abina. You guys can get to know my early childhood memories, some of the mistakes that I have made and how I was able to overcome them. I will also introduce you guys to each of my family members. So, this is the opportunity for all my suitors and especially you, my future husband, to get to know me and the younger version of me <laughs> and also my family. So, sit back because for the next few episodes, they are going to be very, very juicy. You do not want to miss any of the upcoming episodes, trust me. I am the youngest of 10 children. This is a flex for me because whenever someone asks me, I am so quick to tell them, yes, I am the youngest of 10 children. We're all from the same mother, same father. And it gives me some sense of proud." When I say we're all from the same mother and same father. I guess the reason why is because you don't really hear that much about people having a lot of children. Especially from an African background that are all from the same father and all from, from the same mother. So for me, this is a very big flex, okay? I was born in Guinea, Zelikole. For those of you that don't know Majority of people think I was born in Ghana or Nigeria. No, I'm a Guinea babe, okay? Some of my early childhood memories was playing pretend cooking. If you don't know what that is, it's basically where you pretend to be cooking. It's like, if you ask me, I was the best pretend chef in the neighborhood. Like, your girl could cook any sand and make it into a delicious pretend meal. I guess that's what began my love for cooking because the older I got I just enjoyed cooking and I feel like this memory was the foundation for my love for cooking. My favorite color is orange and my favorite fruit is also orange. I see everyone that I come across in my life as an orange let me explain okay orange is like you really don't know how it's gonna taste inside it can be sweet it can be sour by looking at it by looking at the outside you only see the beautiful bright color but until you have the opportunity to peel back every layers take a bite into it then you'll be able to identify if it's sweet or sour. So I look at every single person that comes into my life as an orange. You're either sweet or sour. Turtles are my favorite animals. They remind me of life. No matter how slow you are in life, always remember that one day you will make it to your final destination. I love turtles, especially sea turtles the risks that they are willing to take to have their to hash their eggs on the beach and then the courage that their babies also have to try to make it to the ocean knowing very very well that there is a 90% chance that they are going to be killed but yet they still strive they still aim for the final destination so those, that's the reason why I like turtles. I know you're probably expecting me to say I like lions and tigers. Or, nah, turtles are my animal. I am a Sagittarian. Therefore, a lot of people that don't know me or don't understand me or believe that I am rude or I don't have a heart. It's not always my fault, to be completely honest. Just don't ask me for my opinion. If you're not really willing to hear the truth. Simple as that. I am very, very adventurous. I like experiencing new things. I like new activities. I get bored very easily. And if I am sick of a job or a place or sometimes a person, I like to change it up. (laughs) Well all this wouldn't have been possible without my two parents let me introduce you guys to my my parents okay my father john mori tasso mansare is a seralonian and my mother mary rogers is a Ghanaian. that's why i say i am half Ghanaian and half seralonian you get i love both my parents to death like i don't say it a lot to them I mean, how many of us grew up in an African home where we could openly tell our parents, oh, I love you, daddy. Oh, I love you, mommy. And get it back. But deep down, I love both my parents. But I am a daddy's girl. At a very young age, my father taught me that no matter what, circumstances you're going through as a man, you always have to provide for your children, no matter what. When we used to live in Nigeria during the school holidays, we'll go back to Ghana to spend time with my um my dad and my other siblings. This was my favorite favorite part of the year because it was like the opportunity to play baby on my dad. I remember when he would come home from wherever it is he went my other sisters would serve his food, and I would purposely sit next to him because at some point during his meal, he would leave half of his food, half of his protein, and then say, "Better, here you go. Don't eat this one, which means come and eat this one." <laughs> that always used to make me happy. That was something that my dad... Up to today, he still does it. Whenever I would ask him for money, he would always give it to me. Didn't matter if what I was going to use it for was even relevant. My father always came through. He never came home empty handed whenever we were there for school holidays. He always had some lollipop or biscuits to share with the younger children. I was young. But I remember these things. And this is what made me fall in love with my father. It didn't matter how big the gift was or how his love language was. His love language was act of service. I believe is act of service. He does things for his children. That's him telling them, I love you. Up to this day, whenever I call my dad, he always shows up for his daughter. The very first time I wanted to start a business, it was a wig. I wanted to sell extensions, and this was back in Toowoomba. If you don't know where Toowoomba is, it's in Brisbane. Uh, not Brisbane, sorry. It's in Queensland, Australia. And I went to his house, and I told him about, about my business plan. And I remember he gave me one thousand five hundred to purchase my first few um, bundles. My dad is my very first investor. Whatever I want to do, as long as it's something that would make him proud, doesn't matter what it is. He always, always shows up. Mr. Masare, that's how people in the community call him. My dad doesn't keep negative energy thoughts around him it's like he has this sort of a power to detach himself from negative people or things that are going to bring negative um, thoughts in his mind if he was mad at you trust me you will know but this only lasted for a few hours if it lasted for more than a day you have done something to really really hurt him And then all of a sudden, you both will start talking and laughing like nothing happened. I think that's a side of me that I have from my dad. I don't hold on to stuff. I'm easy to let go. I forgive people easily. Just like my dad. These are some of my favorite quotes from my dad, okay? Number one is, You know my face, but you don't know my heart. Number two, my daughter, if you know your book, no man can bluff you. Meaning, if you as a lady educate yourself or are educated, there is no man on this earth that can bluff you. (laughs) This one is my all-time favorite. As you are, so I was. As I am, so you will be. He used to always say this out of the blue. He didn't use it in a particular context. But he would randomly say stuff like, Oh God, my mana, yeah. Now my brothers and I knew that this was him trying to get us to cook him something or do something for him. But my dad never ever asked. It's like he's against asking for help. (laughs) John Masare is a strong believer. He believes in God so much. His faith is something that I have never seen in anyone I've ever come across. There's not a day that goes by that my father doesn't spend time with God. There's not a second or hour. He's always reading his Bible, he's always doing something that would bring him closer to God. I got to experience his faith in God when he got seriously sick. I mean, his physical body was weak, but his soul was so strong. It's like he already knew that God had healed him. I want to have a faith like my dad. He's also a strong believer of what you think is what you will become. Always tells us, I want to say used to, but he's very much still alive. Thank God for that. My dad always tells us, what you think is what you'll become. So always think positive of yourself. Always say, I am well, I am happy, I am grateful. Because whatever you feed your mind is what you shall become. My dad has always supported each and every one of his children's dreams. I have moved out of my father's house three times okay three times but every time i come back he would welcome me with open hands just like the prodigal son in the bible he never asked he never rejected he never blamed he never said I told you so he would just open his arms and say you're welcome that is my father's love now, unlike my father, my mother is still an iron lady. Like, if I would warn anyone in the, in the right way, I would warn you about my mother. See, unlike my father, that would make you feel happy and make you feel um, comfortable and hee hee and ha ha with you. My mother is very outspoken. Respectfully, in a respectful manner, okay? Don't get me wrong. She speaks her mind directly. She doesn't shy away from telling you what is right, what is wrong. Even if you're going to hate her in the process, she tells you how how it is. My mother is the definition of love and a hard-working woman. Over the years, I have learned a lot from my mother. I don't tell her these things, you know, but... She has taught me, as a woman, you need to be able to provide for yourself and your family, no matter what. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. And always, always carry your dignity and self-proud. Back in the olden days, my mother used to make kala, or Nigerians called it puff puff, you know, cornbread. My mother was a baker. I tell people this. Whenever someone asks me uh, about my mother, I always tell her, tell them she was a baker. She still is a baker. She loves flour. She would make her own. I remember my other brothers telling us stories about her making her own butter or her own um, extra ingredients. She always, always did this alongside with my other siblings. And then they would sell it. So she would be able to provide meals for her children or clothing or some sort of assistant to my dad i've never seen my mother sit home and do nothing i've never heard stories of her just being the kind of woman that would demand things from a man every story that my siblings and my father has told me about my mother paints her in the light of the neck the hand the foot of a body like my dad my dad would is the head but my mother is the definition of a wife. Of a mother. Of always, always standing by her husband and her children's side. My mother has taught me that a woman should be the one to keep her home. A woman should always put her children first. No matter how good or bad a situation she find herself in. This is a very deep thing that i have learned from my mother because in today's generation we are told that if you're not happy leave if he's not giving you what you want leave but my mother she's not like that she has never taught any of her female or even her boy's children that she always always remind us that you've got to put your children first (laughs) She has also shown me that a woman should always support her husband and respect him. She has taught me that no matter what happens in life, never, ever disrespect your father or mother. One thing I love about my parents is that they are not like your typical African parents. I can talk to both of my parents about anything trust me when i say anything i mean anything you see back in 2010 i was dating this guy my very first boyfriend if you know you know and to me back then he was my world ah this guy was like the honey in my tea and nobody absolutely nobody could tell me otherwise When I completed high school, I told my parents I was going to be moving out of my father's house to live with my boyfriend. My father gave me his advice. But at the end, he told me, Bertha, this is Australia. You are an adult. Do what you want. As for my mother, oh boy, did she have a lot to say. (laughs) At that time, I thought... She was against me. I thought to myself, why is this old lady being so difficult? After all, it's my life. I mean, my dad gets it. Why can't she get it? I just want to move in with my boyfriend, wake up with my boyfriend every day, live in this fairy tale La La Land. And here she is telling me all the cons and what's going to happen and what a woman should and should not do. Now, this next part, I'm not really too happy or proud to share with you all. It's one of my regrets in life. But we're opening up. Hearing all my mother, all my mother had to say about my relationship got me very upset. In the mix of discussion, I raised my voice at my mother. I disrespected her. Not only in front of my father and my siblings, but also my boyfriend heard the conversation. It went silent. I could hear the pain in her voice. She was angry and disappointed. All I heard my mother said was, "Better. I will never speak to you again. In my entire life, I have never spoken to my mother the way you have just spoken to me. Goodbye. And she left the family line. From that moment, I never spoke to my mother for one year. At that age, I didn't care. As far as I was concerned, I was speaking my mind. I was standing up for myself. Little did I know that my mother was looking out for my best interest. And what I had done was broken one of God's commandments. Children, honor your father and mother. I never honored my mother. I was rude. I was disrespectful. Because I felt like I was a woman. I was just a teenager. Trying to be a woman. My father would call every day. And tell me. "Better, what you did to your mother was wrong. You need to apologize to her. And ask for her forgiveness. This went on for years. For well, not years but it went on for the year. He would send me messages on Facebook. He would send me little clips on videos about a mother's love. And I would just not pay attention. After a year, one day, I felt a very sharp pain in my stomach. I quickly rushed into the bathroom. As I looked down, I saw blood, clumps of blood. I didn't know at that time what was going on. I took a picture and sent it to my older sister, Hawa. That was when I knew I had a miscarriage. Within less than 24 hours, I heard my phone ringing. Looked down on my phone. For a long time, look at the name. It was my mother calling me. I answered and the first thing she said was, How are you? Did you go to the hospital? You'll be okay, my daughter. I felt warm. I was back To a familiar place of unconditional love. That day on the phone, my mother never told me what I did was wrong or how she was still mad at me. She genuinely just cared and was there to listen to me in my darkest moment. After that whole incident, I wrote a message to my mom. It said, Thank you so much for the words of wisdom. I am so sorry for hurting you. I know you love me and only want the best for me. I'm sorry, and I love you. Her response was, okay, thanks. Then she sent this video.
1: When you are young and your parents try to advise you, sometimes you think that they don't love you. Every parent, to me, every parent loves their children. And every parents want for their children to do best than what they did in life. But you won't understand until you get older. And one thing, one thing I know when you are young, you never think about old age because you think, you, you think that you will remain young forever. You think that you will look the same way forever. It doesn't go that way. Old age creep on you. As the way the year go by, you look different every day. But you get more wiser. And you do things, you think before you do things. So I just want to tell my children that as the way the year going by, that I am getting older, I love every one of you people no matter what's going on. But I know down deep in your heart, you love me and care for me. And that's how I love you people too. I just want to be on earth and see that you people are able to do things for yourself before death take me away. I want you to grow and be wise. Do things that I didn't do in life as the way I am trying to do things that my parents never did in life. They didn't have the opportunity to do it. So I am climbing the mountain step by
0: step. That was the message my mother sent to me and my siblings. I play that message every time I'm down. And when I miss her, I don't tell her these things. <laughs> every advice that my mother was giving me about my relationship back then was right. She was right. The relationship ended in 2017. <laughs> For the exact same reasons that my mother was um, talking about. But that's we'll get more into that in later episodes, okay? I love my mother. I don't tell her much. But my hero is my mother. much as I'm a daddy's girl, my mother is my role model. I love my dad. He always has this soft place in my heart. I love both my parents. Dear listeners, we have come to the end of this episode. I strongly encourage I strongly encourage you to keep in touch with your parents. Call them and apologize for the wrong things you have done. They only want the best for us as their children. You might not see it now, but you only get one mom. You only get one dad. They're the reason why you're on earth. Don't let society tell you otherwise. You can do what you want. You can say what you want. Express yourself. There's nothing wrong with those things. But when it comes to the extent of it leading you to disrespect your parents or not talk to your parents. It's not right. Until our next episode. Stay blessed. I cannot wait for next week's episode. I hope you guys tune in. Like I said, it's going to get juicy, juicy, juicy. But remember, the only person that's stopping you is yourself.